Hello everyone and welcome to the Student Checkup Podcast where we discuss all things related to student health amidst the pandemic. Today we'll be specifically talking about mental health and the stress of school where we would like to introduce our special guest Nicolette Brata Kulin or as we know her Miss Brata. Hello. Hi everyone. <laughs> Good morning everyone. Hello everyone. Um, I think just to start off, we could like um, just discuss some statistics that we found. So according to the Brookings, um, they estimate that students could potentially begin fall 2020 with roughly 70% of the learning gains in reading relative to a typical school year. In maths, students were predicted to show even smaller learning gains from the previous year, returning with less than 50% of typical gains. Um, What do you guys think about that? progressively over time after getting used to being at home for a year I noticed that in general time seems to be running a lot faster when I have less things to do since we're all kind of running on a general schedule of waking up attending classes having breaks and going back to sleep so it's quite intimidating and repetitive process that makes it difficult to maintain good engagement in classes. But if it's after school or in the mornings, I actually do way more work. I feel like because I don't expect to do much, um, there's no motivation to like do more work. But like during Zoom lessons, I'm definitely less productive. Like normally I don't actually pay attention that much because I just can't seem to focus during online school, especially when the teachers are just lecturing us and there's like no discussion going on. Mm-hmm. So. I kind of agree with the statistics in that sense, but I also find that after school, I'm actually pretty productive. I think I'm the opposite of Sela, but the productivity, because I feel a lot more focused when I'm in an environment designated to do work, which is school or like an office. I think the mixture of a place for relaxing and work messes up the way that I do my school like for example I take my classes in my room but I also use my room to sleep and have my own personal time so I think being in the same space makes me feel like I shouldn't be doing my work and I should just be. Issues with doing online school mainly revolve around environmental factors however sometimes it's a case of just internal factors and things related to emotion where Personally, I feel like over time, I felt an immense loss of stability and concentration or just interaction with my classmates. Some things are uncontrollable, such as internet connection and so on. Yet, when it comes to the fundamentals of working in a classroom, and it's very difficult to explain sometimes, definitely, you know, inquiring with teachers and asking questions help. But at the end of the day, I feel like you have to learn how to be sort of independent when you're stuck at home for resources and sort of cope with the work most of the time. I think I definitely agree about the point um, about like Wi-Fi problems because 
I feel like with Zoom lessons, it's really frustrating because you have to look at so many faces all the time. <laughs> and then you get like self-conscious about how you look, especially because I have like a different time zone. So I normally eat dinner during class and I get super self-conscious about like whether or not I have food stuck in my mouth. And like that takes so much away from like trying to stay focused. But at the same time, I feel like that's not such a big problem, but it, it is a big problem for me. So, yeah. Although there seems to be a lot of overwhelming things, has there been anything that you've learned about maintaining productivity over the pandemic that has helped you personally? I think I developed skills in individual learning and studying because we have limited access to our teachers now. Like we can't go to them after school or like during breaks and stuff. So I think that's something I want to keep up because yeah, before this pandemic, I usually study with a friend or ask a teacher to help me. But yeah, I've learned how to do things individually, which I think was really useful. I think I agree with that too, especially with like the IB, there's a lot of like criteria and standards that you have to make sure you hit. Um, and I think because we're forced to find our own resources, you actually get more detail that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I just got the resources from teachers, like really good examples of IAs or really good examples of essays that like, although my teachers do provide a lot of resources, sometimes it's just nice to know that there are extra resources that can help you. I think that one of the things that would help you definitely while following your Zoom classes is um, taking notes. Normally you would do that in class as well, but if, because you have a lot of hands out uh, now available, you might not be taking notes so often. And I think note taking really, really helps you to be a better listener. Another thing that I think is important is that you need to have a clear goal and try to keep your long-term goal in mind. That will really, really help you to focus on being productive. And this goal needs to be smart, you know, it needs to be attainable. You need to have a time, time frame to it. In regards to the learning environment, if you have to study in your room, try to create a specific area for learning and an area for resting and sleeping. So try to avoid um, learning while sitting on the bed. Um, introduce a transition activity between learning and actually preparing to go to sleep. That would really, really be helpful to try to build up a healthy daily routine. I think it should include things like exercising, drinking enough water, thinking of your priorities, set your priorities before you actually start the day, preferable in the evening. What, do you, what are your priori priorities to start with the next day? It just helps you. You don't have to think about it anymore. So the next morning you could start right away. I also like to make to-do lists, but not only to-do lists, also not to-do lists. And those are maybe even more important during these days, yeah? So I think that all these things can, can help you a lot with productivity. In, in regards to transitioning between the work part of the day and the resting part of our days, I feel like this is definitely a bad thing, but most of us tend to hop on our phones or any other device to sort of take a break between classes or prior to sleeping. So I think we should all do a little 
reveal and check what our screen times are because I'm I've been actually using my phone a lot and been trying to reduce that. What's your screen time, guys? No, mine's really really bad. Like my phone, it's like four hours, um, and that's only on my phone. And then on my laptop, it's about seven hours on average per day. So in total, that's about eleven hours, which is like half the day already gone on my phone. Um, and to be honest. Uh, that doesn't account for the time that I spend with my family watching movies, so I don't even know what the number is anymore. I think it's really bad, like really bad, because I already sleep for eight, which means that I only have non-screen time for four hours of my day. I think it's definitely gone worse during the pandemic. I mean, I already had a really high screen time before the pandemic, but because that's like the only way that I can communicate with my friends or with school, I've definitely become more dependent on it. Um, and also, I think because there's not a lot of things going on in my life currently,、um, it's just a nice way to get some excitement or just to figure out some cool things that are going on in the world that's not necessarily like my everyday life, which is not that much.、Um, my I got the noti notification, and my screen time was like on my phone was <laughs> like seven hours, which is、um, high. But I I don't know I for some reason I can't find it on my laptop but I'm guessing it's pretty high too because I use it for school and also just using it for after school like watching things and stuff so I think that's really bad、um, <laughs> yeah this is not good for my mental health and also like my vision as well it's not really good and sometimes I do like feel that and I feel like I have a headache and stuff. So what I try to do to change is like I try to do things that don't require electronic screens, such as doing sports or cooking or drawing, just so that my eyes can have a break. And also like I also yeah I find other things to do, so it makes it, my quarantine life a little more interesting. I I don't think my screen time is any better than both of you. I mean, just this morning I've been. I spent two hours on my phone, which is eight hours less from yesterday. So that means yesterday I spent ten hours on my phone, is which is concerning to think about because I feel like it's not a constant thing that we think about when we're on our devices. It's not like we're counting how many hours we spend on screen. However. When it accumulates and you see the end outcome of the day, it's it's quite. I mean, I feel I can only feel disappointed because I knew that I could have done something else instead of trap myself in a cycle of videos or whatnot. I've definitely tried to reduce distractions by deleting apps, minimizing my phone to just what I need. To prioritize, or just leaving my phone away in general, but sometimes it's not me watching、um, and like content on my phone. Most of the time, it's actually me using my phone to communicate with people, whether it's classmates,、um, my family, or teachers. Since I always have it on me, and I can reply to emails or、um, make sure. I am updated on new things related to school, 
it's much more easier when it's portable this way but it's also bad because then now i am am entirely dependent on it um i have quite a lot of suggestions a lot of things that i'm using myself as well yeah i restrict uh, the allowed time that uh, for certain apps on my phone and that really really is very helpful on my computer i on my laptop i use a pomodoro timer and i set the timer for certain tasks um this timer also helps me to take frequent breaks so it um, asks me to work for 25 minutes and after that there's going to be a break and you can set the time but uh, 25 minutes is something that has been recommended through research uh, if i have any thoughts that distract me during that 25 minutes i write them down on the piece of paper that i have laying next to me and i go immediately back to my screen it's when you do a meditation you know when you are distracted and then you go back again to your focus so that's what that's what i that's what really really helps during the pause i actually um have a drink go to the toilet or get a snack or have a look at the list and see what is really, really urgent or not. Um, other ways that you can do this is using strict workflow for Chrome, which also blocks out certain websites that you're not supposed to use while you are working for school. And that's what the Pomodoro timer does as well. Or you can use Microsoft WebTime. Um, I think the use of a paper calendar can also be very useful because um, you can update it once a day. That means that you don't need to go seven times or even more often a day on your a, a virtual calendar. Um, I, I, you know, try to change your uh, notification settings on not only on your phone, but also on your laptop. Plan your breaks, also plan lazy time. You know, we, we need, our brain needs to be lazy once in a while, but what often happens is that the laziness is the one that is in charge and we are not in charge of our laziness. But when we try to plan our lazy time, we can actually uh, decide what we want to do during that lazy time. And you know, if you want to use your Instagram during your lazy time, you know, that's a great time to do that. But set a timer and after that, go back to what you were planning to do. Um, once in a while, try to give yourself a phoneless evening or a phoneless afternoon, or if you can, and if you dare the challenge, you know, take the challenge, give yourself a, a phoneless day. Avoid looking at your phone the first thing in the morning. This is really, really a great thing to do. When you wake up, yeah, try to, again, trade, create a, a healthy routine by taking five deep, deep breaths, saying some words of gratitude, um, maybe saying a prayer if you're religious, drink um, some water, if possible, exercise after that. And all these things, you don't need your phone, yeah? Okay, you need your phone for your alarm. Now, this is a good thing to do when you want to use your phone as an alarm and you want to make sure that you get out of bed really quickly. Okay, it's called the five second rule. If you search it on the internet, you will find some more information. 
Um, and it works like this. You put your phone as far away as possible, but while you are still able to hear the alarm, of course, otherwise you won't wake up in time. And as soon as your alarm goes off, you go five, four, three, two, one, and you get out of bed, switch off your phone, leave it where it is, and do all the other things that you have to do. You'll be amazed how much, how many things, how much, you know, how many activities you can do if you don't spend all that time in the morning on your phone reacting to what others are sharing with you. You can do that later in the day. It's not important to do that first thing in the morning. So these are some of the things that I use myself as well. Those definitely seem like they could be very useful, especially because a lot of the time I and I mean separated from our laptop screen, most of the time we use our phones to scroll on social media and whatnot, like YouTube, I would say personally, but it will definitely be useful to try and abstain from that as much as possible. Although it's definitely a source of entertainment when you're alone at home, it's there's always a lot of things to do around you, even if it's the slightest. So definitely trying to apply these tips will be difficult for sure, but eventually it will become a habit, hopefully. So in, in regards to being alone, are there any coping mechanisms that you have personally benefited from or that you feel like would help another person? Um, this isn't necessarily like coping mechanisms for being alone. Um, this is about like my screen time. Not very good advice for trying to limit your screen time, but I guess just, I don't know if it's really healthy for you, but it works for me. Um, <laughs> your yeah, I know, but it works. I like wake up afterwards and it, it feels pretty good because you're waking up and it's really cold. I mean, being alone does involve a lot of self-care. I believe in, in regards to what I feel like we need as individuals, since sometimes we feel overly self-loathing when we talk about self-care, but I think that misinterprets what it actually intends for us to do, which is just to take care of ourselves full stop. It's definitely hard to find solutions when being alone or just spending time by yourself where most of us just turn to our devices eventually because of boredom but i i've tried to do this more often although i should definitely increase the amount of time i spent out i spend in the sun but sunbathing very specific not necessarily but even if it's just in front of a window one thing i miss about being outside is getting hit by the sun it's just very warming and comforting and just even just sitting in the sun while listening to music i i said this last episode but i, I cannot emphasize enough how much music has helped me just to have a different energy and just to surround myself in more in a more positive environment and you know if there's a lot of thoughts going on in your head you know um one thing that i've done quite a lot since I'm not the best at writing things down or typing. Um, I usually just talk to myself. I don't think this is an uncommon thing because most of the people I've spoken to has also admitted to spending time just talking to themselves. It seems very strange at first because usually you would equate um, 
talking to being with another person but it really aids in self-reflection and it's sometimes confrontational but it has helped me get rid of a lot of thoughts and made the time that i spent doing nothing sort of worth it i definitely think just to set to set you up with a, an idea for just something to do for an hour literally grab a chair put it in front of a window or if you can which would be better set a chair outside of in on your porch or something so you get hit by the sun pop on some earphones or just pop on um play music in the background and just sit it's very it seems like a very lonely thing to do but it has helped me quite a bit and you'll be more relaxed than you think it's an awkward thing when someone passes by but you know if you don't like to be confronted by people outside windows also work as for my coping mechanisms i think chatting and calling with friends really helps because although they're not actually like with you it sort of makes it feel a little bit closer and i also learned to be content with my own presence and like entertain myself and just like be comfortable enough to just sit alone without anything and just yeah be in that moment by myself i think learning that is really helpful yeah that, i think that's really all i do so yeah to use coping, coping mechanisms yeah um i i use a few um meditation is one of my favorite ones um i use the calm app for that which is really really good at learn, teaching you how to meditate and in uh, a lot of different forms you know so you can find the one that that suits you best um I also try to learn at least one new thing a week. It could be uh, a, a recipe, new recipe. Um, but currently, I'm also um, learning calligraphy, and it is working miracles for me. It's like, you know, um, learning. You know, it's like a meditation for me, and I can do it any time in between uh, my work sessions. Uh, I do that as well. Um, exercising i think you know like sometimes i just dance had <laughs> to to you know to get rid of whatever i was thinking and just put my favorite song on and i just dance in my office and then after that after that one song i go back to work journaling is something that um i've been doing for more than a year now and um what i do every day is i write down three things that i'm grateful for I write down three things that I'm excited about. At the end of the day, I write down three things that were wins of that day, and I write down one thing how I will improve. And that's going to be my focus for the next day. And that could be related to my food intake or exercising or um taking breaks or drinking water or calling a friend or whatever. I like what um, Michelle said about uh, having dates. You know, I I have coffee dates with family members far away, or I have a lunch date or a breakfast date with somebody. Uh, sometimes I watch a movie together with somebody else online, and while we are watching, we can actually communicate about the movie as well. I also like what Charlotte said, like um, getting sunshine. Yeah, vitamin D is is vital for your happiness, for your mental well-being. I definitely think 
in in general what the main thing that you could take from this is there's many ways to cope with what you're dealing with mentally outside of your phone and it will only take a few seconds of leaving your phone away from you to sort of find those things that's why we have uh, many different <laughs> experiences and advice to give you that only comes with time um i definitely think time is intimidating and is not t- talked about enough in this in the sense that it's what overwhelms people the most just how it seems to be running faster or slower or just doesn't seem to be at the pace that you're working at but interacting with it over time will eventually help i i can't say that i'm i'm comfortable right now with my routines but i'm sure from all from all the advice that we have to offer there will be something that will aid in just feeling more present which is something i think most of us would like to feel productivity and screen time and our coping mechanisms and we've learned that this pandemic has had pretty bad influences on us but also we've learned to um uh, we've learned some new skills um such as being content and individualism i would just like to thank you for inviting me and um i wish you all the best thank you for coming as well if you have any links that you would like to share to our audience that may help so do you have maybe an account that it's with that people can um go to for more information or advice yes actually there is uh an account that you could uh, check um you can go to @bratasolusioptimal on instagram there are tons of tips there are daily um thoughts or um strategies that i share there and i would also like to point out that if you find it hard to if you're really really struggling during this time ask for help i think that's a very important thing to do so please um contact somebody there are currently a lot of life coaches available or talk to your parents talk to a teacher talk to um um a mentor at, at your university or school wherever you are for those who are listening to this podcast ask for help if you feel more comfortable reach out to a friend or if not a family member that you feel comfortable talking to and just know that there is at least one person who that should pop in your head straight away that will will be able to speak with you and just aid in this difficult time okay thanks everyone for listening and if you would like to contact us please find our socials in our podcast description and we will also link miss brata's account um we hope you're all well and we hope to see you in another episode thank you